biggest challenge is us. I am cursed with this mentality of competitiveness. Competition was an addiction. Every day was a battle. Dennis, get up here! Boom. They don't hear and see Dennis for 48 hours. No matter what we did, it seemed like it was a story. Scotty was being selfish. When the trust is broken, it's sort of shocking. I never hated Scotty. Six championships in eight years. We were the greatest team ever. What time is that? I'm gonna ridicule you until you get on the same level with me. It was his team. My mentality was to go out and win at any cost. D and David show. We are back. All right. I just want to go ahead and uh, talk a little NBA. No, obviously, there's no exciting news. Yeah, there's no NBA games, but we have a little news coming out that Ryan dropped on us. Ryan, what you got for us? Well, we have an update as fans have been begging and pleading with ESPN and Disney to put out the uh, Last Dance documentary. Yeah. That features the Chicago Bulls dynasty and specifically the 1997-98 season where they won their final championship, and it has been moved up to April 19th. When was it supposed to come out? In June? When was it supposed to come out at first? I believe June. It might be July, though. It, it might was, have been Yeah, it was, it was in the summer, but it was going to be after the season. Just more right. content, just placing right. it there. Right. Um, but no, I mean, listen. I think, yeah, I think they were trying to ride the NBA Finals wave Good of point. ratings. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And also, that gap between the Finals and the, the, the draft. The draft. It yeah. kind of keeps us. The NBA's been doing, again, props to LeBron. Since the decision having their off season basically be a wave into the regular season, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I'm ecstatic about this. It blew up over Twitter when it was announced that they was going to move it up. Uh, I think people had been calling it for a long time. Like, man, listen, just put it, please put it out. Let's see something. It was it, because well, especially everybody, now everybody knew that they had it. So it's like, dude, I don't want to. Dude, I saw on ESPN. It might have been ESPN. It's probably ESPN too. But I know they brought back. They brought back the Ocho. I saw that was like for the weekend, like one. Day I know, before. but wait a minute, hold on. I yeah. saw competitive rock skipping. But well, also mean. break down the Ocho. So well, the Ocho, Ocho was always was like from dodgeball. Like yeah, weird it was a jo- weird dope from dodgeball. But really, the Ocho is um, backyard the wild, sports. It's wild. It's the wild world of sports that used to come on ABC. Yeah, I mean, rock back skipping. in the eighties and seventies, that's what the Ocho really is. Before sports went down, they did have they 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 showed uh, bags tournaments and what well, they had cornholes. Oh, cornhole. They did the, now they yeah. did the Johnsonville cornhole. They did that. We call them yeah. bags here in Chicago, but cornhole, yes. But I mean, people here in Chicago though, we play it, so it, that, I think they kind of grab a lot of people people attention uh, to that. Whoa, but, whoa, whoa, let's run uh, that back real quick. What's up? People where in Chicago play cornhole? Dude, everybody didn't play cornhole, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I'm just asking. Culturally. To no, be a, no, to okay. no, 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 no. This is a point I'm trying to make. I'm not what saying that I've never played cornhole. Okay. I'm just talking about where it is played. For instance, I grew up in Inglewood, too. Do you yeah. know what was played in Inglewood? What was played in Inglewood? Horseshoes. Yes. On my corner on 63rd and Aberdeen, or 61st rather, mm-hmm. those old cats in the corner lot would throw a yeah. horseshoe. We play horseshoe. I had- but nobody wasn't pulling out cornhole boxes no. in the hood no. to throw cornhole boxes. <laughs> Listen, That's I the heard- point that I'm trying to make when yeah, you say yeah, yeah. Chicago. Let, yeah. Like, set it up properly. But no, no, no. Everybody done played it, but does play. everybody. But yeah. we, like, don't go to Feather and Use and be like, break out hey. the cornhole. Listen. 
I've Ooh. been to, I've been to many of family reunions and people they do break out they get the own little wait, wait. Own many little family accents. reunions. Yes. Have you been? Wait, is this yes. your family reunion? Do you go to a lot of other people's? So you go. I've you randomly go to other family reunions regularly. I, not other people's. You sound I mean, like you're saying no, that no, no. you are Tupac and Poetic See, Justice. I'm behind you. Are an entrepreneur when it comes to other I family reunions. Been, I have been to friends' family reunions because yes, you do. You go get you a plate. Shout okay. Pac, and what friends? Uh, what friends were these? Normal. Normal for graduation parties, family reunions. Banks are always um, in the suburbs. I'm not gonna push. I'm not gonna push out here. I'm not gonna push. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna On push. suburbs. <laughs> not to not say gonna... we don't play them. Like when yeah, we, we see it, we like, oh yeah, it's old. Yeah. But like that game for us is usually horseshoes. Which again, with the old timers, I was like, dude, and they were like when I was in the them old cats was serious about some horseshoes. My grandfather had a set of horseshoes, spikes and horseshoes. That's what I'm saying. The in spikes the and spikes, everything. I could play horseshoes. I remember this is going so off topic. We're gonna come back to the Jordan. <laughs> I remember going to. Please I, do. Yes, I, I, I no. I have to take us off topic because in this in this sports world we need more. We're talking about the old show when we have the last dance. <laughs> we real quick. I remember going to the Force Reserve and they had horseshoe boxes already set up for you. So obviously, yes, people did definitely play horseshoes. But say so what we were playing, D. Yeah. Say so what we were playing, D. We, we were playing horseshoes. All right. But now, over the past probably like 10, 15, probably 20 years, people play bags. But back to Michael Jordan in the documentary. Listen, everybody knew that they had it in the vault. So it's kind of like, man, we have nothing. Give us something. And it finally heard the no, people. Yeah, they they must have, man, because Twitter for a while was like, man, go ahead and put this documentary out. I'm tired of seeing Stephen A. Smith and Max Calamar argue about this. I'm tired of seeing these old ass games nobody even really cared about. Yeah, they're nostalgic for a little bit. Not the while. Oh no. You have fresh content just sitting in the back. Go ahead and bring it out for everybody and let everybody rock with it. So, man, listen. It blew up over Twitter, and I know so many people, especially here in Chicago, are thrilled that this documentary, the Last Dance documentary, is coming out. Um, I, I would have been cool if it, they held on to it, but Ooh, I realized the follies really? of my – no, but this is the thing. Okay. If there's a chance the NBA is going to return, it's going to return during the time period where that would have ran. So you would have already – you would have had the NBA returning and the playoffs or whatever – and then this running, which, as you alluded to earlier, that this was supposed to be the stopgap between the NBA ending in the finals and perhaps the, the, the draft or whatever. Yeah. You know, also, let's not forget going into the Olympics and whatever dream team this was this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now that, now that the summertime looks like the only time that the NBA, if it will resume, will take place, it makes sense to shift this. But that's the only reason that I'm okay with it, because I was okay with it. Listen, I'll be honest with you. Anything that has to do with Mike, and it's funny that ESPN is living off of him right now in this break, but because I feel like the last dance implies this is like the last time we were really going to honor this team, mm -hmm. and that team and his legacy, again, with Scottie Pippins and Phil Jackson at that time, should always be honored for what it meant to commercialism of the NBA. Like, this sports. was... Yeah, this was yeah. this was Magic and John, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird took um uh, what was that movie with uh damn I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm messing up the what fish, was the, the Damon Wayne no no what was the Damon Wayne's Jr. movie 
where he was fighting Celtic her. Pride. No, 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 it wasn't Celtic Pride. He was a boxer <laughs> and uh, uh Great White um, Hope, the yeah. last Boy Scout. Yeah, the Great White Hope. So, for instance, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson are the Great White Hope. Like people don't really like to say it, but that's just the truth of the matter. You know what I'm saying? It was, but it was bigger than that because. Larry Bird was an all-time great NBA player. So I'm not trying to detract from that, but it still was this black guy versus white guy, and they're both sweet. You know what I'm saying? Dynamic. Where And it was the NBA holding on to the fact, I mean, NBA used to, used to regulate the amount of black players that you can have on your team. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was a thing. But Jordan and the Bulls era was the first time, even though the Bulls used to love quote and comment, Bulls got too many white guys. Bulls used to love putting some white guys on their team. We'd be like, damn, we got six white guys on this team. It's 90-something. It's like, damn. <laughs> you just traded Bush Luke. Jason Caffey? But the point that I'm trying to make is it was the first time that it was black to a certain degree. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't you had to have, uh, even if depending on how you look on this, this protagonist and antagonist or just whatever, it, you didn't need to have that depending on how you looked at it racially. But it was the first time that it was OK that this was a predominantly black league, mm. which hurt them before Bird and Magic took them out of tape delay in the late 70s, early 80s until being a more prominent team. So when getting back to what I was trying to say with Jordan and the last dance, it's like, yeah, we finally gonna get this over. And it's just like. It's so many things, especially now that we live in a world where we delve into stuff that you can go into even in the earth. The, like somebody should do something on the 80s Bulls team before they was great. Right. Before Mike really wanted to get a ball up. Uh, that just be more so a documentary on Michael Jordan. Nobody yeah, but, this, but guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but we've I'm, seen I'm, Michael Jordan again, but, No, no. But I'm talking about in that era. Like when, we, when we're searching for content all the time, like, we're looking for content all the time now. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we know journalists. You usually have an angle on what you want to sit there and narrate. It's and like, so again, I'm just saying, like, I didn't feel like this had to be the end. But since it seemed suggested that it was, that I was a little bit hesitant on it because it's been such a key point in my life that I didn't necessarily want. It didn't have to be like that. I feel like you can delve into the subject more. And also, when you really look at it, it's my last point. When you really look at it and they try to say it's the last dance, but they go through him playing baseball. They go through the impact he had. So it's not they like go through he, that dynasty. That's it's about more yeah. than that. But you're saying that it's about this. So really, those other chapters, you're not giving necessarily. And I haven't seen it the proper credence to necessarily. And this is so big. And we live in a society where you can do that. That's my only point. Yeah, Ryan, what do you think about? Well, uh, I wanted to ask you guys. So knowing that it's coming out, yeah. what's the number one thing you're looking forward to seeing in the documentary? You know what I really want to see? The prob- obviously, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen uh, were the two focal heads on the team, on the court, right? But during that last dance, man, obviously having Dennis Rodman a part don't of that forget, team. Don't forget Tony. No, 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 no. But I, I love Tony. No, but I'm just talking about Tony. Dennis Rodman because yeah. off, of his, off of his 30 for 30, that was fabulous, right? But obviously, that went over the course of his life. I really want to see Dennis Rodman during that last period because everyone knew that this was going to be a quote unquote last dance, right? Yeah, like, that's like, what that I'm watching the new um, oh, okay. young mob videos on and it's just like, all right. Oh, sorry. It has nothing to do with you, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. <So laughs> I was, nothing at all. 
like Dennis Rodman, man, bump that dude. No. no. So I really, I'm, 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 I really want to see how he uh, kind of not so much interacted with the team because that's but what Dennis Rodman. That, but that's what, but, I, but, I, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. He, listen, off the court, he didn't. Wait a minute. But I'm wanna, just saying, but we know, on, historically, on, we know on. that. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see. How I want to see the back, the back behind the scenes story of it because Dennis Rodman went from obviously a star to a mega star on this Bulls team. I want to uh, see the match. He was cracking. He was. Cra- it, it definitely. It, it it definitely improved it. He was cracking that with Madonna. When he got with Madonna, he was cracking but, that. But that, was, but that was with the Bulls. And again, right? I mean, no, it was, but that before, was San Antonio. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like but when then, he got, because think about, think about that. Okay, D, give you, you a case in point. What? Think about, and again, most of the people don't know what David Robinson meant to San Antonio. Okay. San Antonio for at least two or three years would have like the second half of the season, they may have 35 games. They would finish with like, due to David Robinson primarily and John Lucas Sr., they would finish like 60 games. They would always go off in the second half of the season, right? Okay. So they were, they were already a good team in general. And Dennis Rodman going there was huge. And that was, was a nobody market in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only point that I'm trying to like. That lets you know how big Dennis Rodman was oh, already. I'm not saying, I'm not that's all I'm trying to say. But, yeah, yeah. and again, I'm not saying that the Bulls didn't take him to another height. If he went with another, if he went with to another team, it still wouldn't have been the same. But I feel like we've gone, like, we, we like, even when it was going on, we kind of went through. We know that those three players, when it comes to Pippen, Jordan, and Rodman, mm-hmm. went their separate ways after the game. Yeah. That they weren't really together. But you're talking about, but you're talking about the details. Yeah, we know about those. So it's like, again, not, so how. Okay, well, that, how might, that, might not, that might not be what you want to see. I want to see how he, this last year, they knew they knew that was going out and just behind the scenes of what was happening with him. Because a lot of it is going to be like behind the scenes stuff that we've never seen before, right? I just like to see because I, yeah. I find Dennis Rodman a very fascinating character and person, right? Sad character. That too. That too. Yeah, but it's, it's all. It's all a at part that time. They was probably tired of it. Tired of it. Well, clear, uh, at that time. At that time. I, so let me revisit going back to what Ryan said. At that time, it seemed like the Bulls. And again, if they would have brought that team back during the '98 strike shortened season. They maybe 99. they would have brought uh, brought uh, is, was it ninety eight ninety nine, yeah ninety eight ninety nine yeah that's what I'm saying. That's easy, so, that's easy. so if they would have brought him back, it seems like there's a chance that maybe they wouldn't have. And also, real talk, Robin was straight, but Robin wasn't great at that point. You know, like yeah, yeah. he definitely it, it was a he definitely career. he definitely helped against bigger guys than him. Like mm-hmm. the good thing about Robin when he was old for the bulls, cause perimeter wise, he wasn't being able to stop anything, but being a plug against huge players like Alonzo Mourning, he tried it with Malone. Malone didn't allow it. Shaq. Mm-hmm. Like he used to be able to play D five up and frustrate the hell out of those traditional threes. I mean, fives. But he wasn't the same guy when it came to being a guy that could get on a Scottie Pippen early in his career and play a four. Oh, yeah, that was over by then. He wasn't the same dude. So it's, it's some of it's a little bit of hype. And we also know how he was somewhat pat his re- rebounding stats. Again, I'm not yeah. dissing what Rodman did. I just feel like 
and, and me, I know most of the narrative about the relationship between Rodman, Jordan, and Pippen. But remember, to where lot, I don't need a new emphasis on that part of the story. That's just me. But, but again, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, but, but, might I mean, but, good, here, uh, but here, we're here in Chicago. We're going to know those intricate details. That's true. That's true. Our, our age, that's a great point. Yeah, that's a great age, point. That's a great point. With it, so our reporters, people, our reporters, our reporters people, up. That we, people that we know personally who yeah. covered those teams, and we've had we've heard stories about yeah. that team before. So yeah, you and I. I definitely going to understand or kind of know those details in it, but a lot of stuff we might see on here. A lot of people yeah, in Chicago. A lot of people in yeah, Chicago. Kind but of I mean, but for this generation, I'm so yeah, that's a great point. That's see, a, yeah, that's yeah, a good point. I, I want to see point. how I want to see how they react to this dude doing that time. Okay. It's gonna be like, man, this. I is get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, and you got to remember too that a film crew was with them that entire season. So mm-hmm. to D's point earlier, there's gonna be a ton of behind the scenes footage. That might be just a good scene where even though you know the story of the three of them. Maybe you see some scenes of stuff that you never saw, and you think, "Man, that's different." It changes yeah. my perspective a little bit. Yeah. Little, but what little, are you looking forward to? Cam? Little Little Nas X has a thriller type song. I don't know. This what is are you bad. watching? YouTube or MTV? I gotta be what are you paying attention, and what do you want to watch from this documentary? <laughs> Tired of uh, silly topic. You know what? I, I really want to know more about the '80s times that I don't know. You know, I was young. I wasn't. I didn't become. I didn't really become a hardcore Bulls fan till the first or second time the Pistons kicked their butt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when I've talked about on the show before. Where I remember crying. I remember like uh, my stepfather, quote unquote, not really my stepfather, but I call my step pops. I remember that being on, and uh, I remember like it affected me because it's like, damn, we lost to them again, and it was like we all knew at that point maybe it was hype, but it was like Jordan was the best player in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? And arguably, he was the greatest player. That was the beginning of him being arguably the greatest player where it can kind of be factual. You know, because he has the wins to actually go, if he, you know, get into the Pistons. Stats. Yeah, because prior to Jordan, a scoring champ, his team didn't, they weren't contenders because you shouldn't be able to score that many points and be on a contending team because that's not the way basketball worked. Michael Jordan kind of broke the wheel on how basketball mm-hmm. worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Traditionally, Oscar, Robin, Oscar Robinson would let you know about that at any point. But um that's not that like that's what I kind of really like and I'm happy they're going. I want like I want to see I want these kids to see 80s Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like not like the best Jordan is the first three P. Like that's where his athleticism his skill and his athleticism yeah. were kind of almost his his he didn't have to turn around as, as well mm-hmm. but his skill has athleticism were here where it was like whoa this is freaky 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 like that but see it's also crazy because the three p for him not to be as freaky he came back and let the league and score it's funny that they let him lead the league and score like all you had to do is have some young player was like fuck that i'm going for my Right, but, but it's like, how many but, stories have we heard young players try that and they, and they this, fail every time? But this is a crazy point. Even if you look at those years, like Jordan led the league in scoring. One of those years, it made it hit twenty eight, almost twenty nine point game point games per game. But it was like twenty. He wasn't even the same Jordan that was scoring thirty. Like when I was a kid, I used to have this thing with like the basketball bible. Mm-hmm. Dog, there were years where Jordan was averaging like. 33, 34, Dominique was averaging 31, Carmelo was averaging 30. Like, there were years where it was like, if you're not scoring 30, son, I'm going to catch you. Yeah. And it was funny that an old man Jordan came back and nobody really, to me, went for it and be like, you know what? Even though Jordan wouldn't have let him. 
but Jordan just would have been gunning. Because that was a good thing about that second three-feet Jordan. We talked about it before. He'd be like, oh, Mike's just going to go for it. Mike be broke. He'd be like, Mike's shooting tonight. <laughs> like, Mike, Mike is going to gun tonight. Yeah. His scoring average is going to be uh, below 50% because Mike is like, forget it. I'm going for mine. Hey, I want to see how much old basketball do we – I mean, old, like, early 90s, late 80s that we even see within this. Because my understanding, it was it's only going to be 98. I hope they do. No, some that's no, it's not. Ball. It's not. It's going to go. It's going to be. It's, it's more than that. Okay. All right. Cool. Like that's the, the thing we were saying. Dynasty. It's the, the like, but they, that's, is that last title. Okay. Which the, the narrative of what you're saying, D, that's what they led us with. But mm-hmm. now that we see the, the the excerpts from it, it's clear that it's more. It's bigger than that. But I, that's my initial point in this. I feel like you can you can cut this up into three different uh, uh, documentaries. You can be early, mid, and end. Like and, and and only reason I say that because of what he meant. And there are I won't even just say it's just like LeBron and uh, Mike. You can you can still do it with with Kobe. You, there's certain there's plenty of NBA players you can do this with because of what they meant to the league. And I'm going to say plenty. There's at least ten that you can do this with. That I think at this time period and the time and listen with this COVID thing, we're, there are going to be times at least in the next year, year and a half, where it may not be as long, but we're going to have breaks. I think you can you implement this, and I just feel like sometimes, kind of like a, excuse me, kind of like I felt about the second Batman, mm-hmm. that I didn't feel like you had to do the Joker and Two Face. Mm-hmm. I felt like it could have just been a Joker movie. Like mm-hmm. to me, it was like you just threw Two Face out there. Like you don't have to do that. Take your time and set that up, and also take advantage of that, and you get sponsorship and take more money from it. That's just me as how I would do it. Yeah. I was going to ask this as well. I don't know. Ken might not have this uh, thought, but I was wondering, are there any questions left unanswered that you hope that this documentary will provide the answers to? Ooh, any questions? Um, You know what? Well, no, I think we kind of know about that too. I was going to, I was going to ask about the relationship with the guys with the front office. And how yeah, that we, 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 we know that, that but we know that. Unless I mean, they say have, nicer stuff about Jerry now that he's dead. Jerry Krause, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe. You know, I gotta feel Michael Jordan still don't give a shit. But no, I think no, no, no. I no, think no I'm not saying he's, gonna, he's yeah. not gonna say anything disparaging about him. I think Mike still is gonna, gonna give. He's still gonna give his his like, hey, this he'll is tell like you him. when he doesn't like. For instance, I know um, it was something. I think it was our boy uh, Adam uh, Rejack. Yeah, uh, was sitting Silverstein. there talking about Jack Silverstein was talking about. Um, who was something about like when something happened to the Bulls, who was a who, what was the worst loss? It was like, and again, it was like any other player, Corey Blunt, Dickie Simpkins, uh, uh, Jason Caffey. Mm-hmm. And, and it was Jason Caffey, even though I'm a Dickie Simpkins guy. It was Jason Caffey. Dickie Simpkins was, he's average, if not best, but I just like Dickie Simpkins coming out of Providence. But it was Caffey because Caffey actually was kind of a decent player at the time, especially being an athletic big that they had that when they moved him during that, that was like maybe the last title, if it wasn't the second one, that I know messed with Mike. And again, this isn't like Rob Wiggins, his boy, or when it comes to uh, Oakley, you know, but still it's a young player they enjoy, mm. you know what I'm saying? But so like, I, like stuff like that, I think Mike would be accurate in saying, I didn't care for that if it's mentioned. Yeah, yeah. But I think for the most part, 
they're going to sit there and validate Jerry for being smart enough to put that team together and also being smart High enough side, to put, looking at it. Be putting the second like Jordan and Pippen are the only two players from both three piece. Like so this isn't like like yeah, Bird's back was messed up and he came back and at least you still had Mikhail mm-hmm. and and he like he died but Reggie Lewis. But like no no no. This is like everyone's gone and I'm implementing a whole different team. And it, it, even with that, because you could say if you're a new GM, yeah, I don't have these old players that don't fit the system of the coach that I have now. You had the same coach and the same GM. And you put a whole different team around those two players, and they went on to four, second, three. I think, and this is my last yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. You know, the pre, like, they won two, three peats. Like, that's one thing we are not going to see again in our lifetimes. I'll say that much in the NBA, unless some bomb is dropped and there's a, a lack of players. You're not going to get a team that wins two, three peaks, period. That's, th- if you just think about the improbability of that, it's ridiculous, especially when a guy left the sport to play baseball. I wonder if anything, because we, we're going to bring up the basketball, the baseball thing, his, uh, Michael Jordan's uh, time is spent playing baseball. I wonder if, if is anybody going to ask him, and you kind of kind of hear this through certain debate, or you might hear from a player too, kind of like, you know what? What if Mike didn't leave? And I just they won the one eight. They won the one eight. That's a lie. I don't one eight. I, I, but I, would, I would love to hear from them. Like, okay, what if what if he didn't leave throughout this time? You and, and you was able to implement a Tony Ku coach. It was better he left. The legacy is better that he left. Hey, I don't like, know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm no, because yeah, no like a dude no, left no to play no another sport came and back came and back and won three. Not oh, just no. one. He won. He came back and locked it down again at an older age. The like, story that's, is great. Yeah, but the would they, would, would, what, how do they feel? Do they, do they think they would have won one? Dude, the, story, needed, the story is great. Listen. The it, Hollywood it, story is written. When Scotty's knees came back to the Bulls, we saw what playing consecutively could do. Oh, yeah. Scotty was supposed to come off the bench. The Bulls sucked. They started Scotty. 30 games in, Scotty's gummy knees were gone. Mm-hmm. Like, playing all those games, it benefited Mike to go to another sport, use different muscles, even though the, the leap wasn't the same. But to take that time off, and even though he's playing in the minor leagues, he's not playing in the MLB. No. So it's not even at the heightened level of the MLB. It benefited him. It probably also benefited his competitive balance to take that time away when you put so much into that game to be the greatest player at that game prior to you leaving the game. I think it like it, it again, but basically I don't even want eight, eight, eight. Again, I would have loved it, but it would have been more. Oh man, I want them they all. But they, they would like, they would have been so tired. And look, it'd be, put it like this. If they went to four, look at what happened to golden state this year. Mm-hmm. We, like, well, injuries I mean, said me, yeah. but that's what I'm about to say. Me and Tony, I used to always tell Tony, this was early. This is like golden state second title. Me and Tony had this discussion and, or maybe it was the, the second run. And I was like, you know, it's going to take them out attrition. And I said this to Tony, I said, even though Steph, cause this is when Tony used to say that Steph was the greatest player in the NBA. I said, they need a better player than him so that you don't wear him down. So he can still, because we know Steph Bennett Davidson, and when he first got in the NBA, them ankles were trash. Yeah. And you couldn't, you could and he also, and no knock on Steph, but Steph has rarely consistently been a playoff finals player. Like when you look at Jordan's numbers, they go up in the playoffs and they go up in the finals. He takes mm-hmm. it to another level. That has never been Steph. So, but the point that I was making though, when you look at what happened this last year with Golden State, attrition set in. You can't play 30 extra games 
four or five years in a row. It, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just it's, it look, takes it so. Listen, yeah. you can see you can see the last the end of the last championship. How they basically just kind of limped to the last part. Obviously, they took out Gold. I mean, took out Utah. And he mm-hmm. won the series four to two, but you can definitely see like, like man, all right, we we did it. So, yeah. but no, I, I would love to. I would love, hopefully, someone, a producer or whoever's interviewing them. I, I would. I'll be curious to see if they want if they ask that question. What if Mike didn't leave? And thank goodness for the for the uh, MLB strike because mm-hmm. we've heard stories about how Mike was progressing playing baseball. We don't know if he would have made it to a major league. Team. He would have came back. But, he probably he wouldn't have came back then, but he would have came back. But that's but that strike helped the Bulls. You, no, lot. you're fa- it's facts. It's yeah. facts. Because that's right, didn't happen. He probably wouldn't have came back at that point, uh, particular mm-hmm. time. He didn't want to be a scab. Yeah. My uh, last question about this doc for you guys. Besides the obvious, who's somebody you want to hear from in this documentary? Uh, I know who I want to hear from. Who's that? It's funny because even after you use this, I'm going to curse a little bit. No, no. <laughs> she, no. She, 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 no. She, I, I told Phil, he's going to put me back, back, back in the game. I want to hear from Ron Harper. Ron Harper? That's what, like, I want to hear from Hollywood me. Harper? Him, because of, like you, you think about it's funny. I, I watched uh, Drink Champs the other day with Lamar Odom, which at the end got tragic. Um, and the story it, is tragic, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. it is. But you actually, got it. It comes up at the end. Yeah, yeah. But um, it, you know, I think about them old Clippers teams, and even though they were bad, they were still an Los Angeles team. You think about Ron Harper, who was known as a poor man's Michael Jordan, when Cleveland mm-hmm. also broke. I think Brock, Harper may have broke his foot too. I think he was going for a block. Mike may have been going for a rebound. It could be flip-flop when Mike did in 87, 86, 87. The point I'm trying to make, a player like Ron Harper going there, going to the Clippers, I remember when the Bulls got him from the Clippers, and it was like, man, we got this old-ass broke-down Ron Harper. And then seeing defensive Ron Harper, I don't understand how he did it. He didn't, he didn't play in front of you. He played on the side of you. Yeah. You know, like that was the thing. He used to strip, like, and he wasn't known as defender. So as an old guy that was known as a scorer, he became, like, for instance, look at Zach Levine. Ron Harper, and again, I'm not saying as far as he jumped aside, but Ron Harper and Zach Levine are actually a lot alike. And we don't look at Zach Levine as a defender, even though he's somewhat improved this year. Ron Harper, man, and he was playing the point guard a lot of the times. Was he was a PG. And ripping them up. Well, when he got to the Bulls. The Bulls, right. Yeah, it was because, I mean, they, they the Bulls didn't need a point guard right. because of the triangle. Triangle. But when you look at the fact of what he was, I would love because he was a, a star player that came to a team and Jordan wasn't supposed to come back at that time and came back. I would love to hear his comments because he used to keep it 100. Definitely Kerr, you know what I'm saying, uh, and Tony. I like, I, I, I always, impre- like, I feel still what Tony Kukoc did to expand in the NBA in Europe is under Harold. I can mm-hmm. still remember him and D, uh, Dino Roger coming in at the same time. So those are the guys that kind of, you know, I want to hear probably a little bit of Cartwright, but those are the guys I kind of want to hear. I, w- I want to hear more. I want to hear from Tony. Uh, Tony Kukoc can't uh, stole my ass right there because you I don't hear. No, no, don't worry. No, because you don't hear too much from Tony. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's kind of, it's kind of quiet, you know, his reserve, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm sure he probably still lives here in the States. No, he lives in Chicago. Oh, he, does he? Yes. He's yeah, he in the city? Oh, yes. Okay. I know yes. he's, no, he's, he's he a, lived here. He's at Bulls he Games. Like he, yeah, that's true. But, but you can also remember, Chicago has a large Croatian Serbian community. Very true. Very true. So I want to hear from him. Just talk, let's think, it's talking about how him being this 
huge star, young star overseas playing against the dream team uh, in the Olympics. Mike and Scotty, like, specifically going after him. I got they, him. No, I got yeah, him. Because Krause is talking about bringing him to the Bulls, and then Mike leave, and then here comes Tony Kukoc, and then he had an internet. I want to hear from Tony and try to and, – and, to see his perspective of how he had to integrate himself first coming to the Bulls with Scottie Pippen. Because let's not forget the whole thing with the um, with Scottie Pippen set out the last shot because the last second the shot. Game, because, the shot was going against yeah. the Knicks. The ball yeah. was going to Tony. But Tony, Tony was clutch like that. Tony was. And Tony hit that shot, too. He hit the shot. Scottie but wanted also that they last wanted, shot. Also, they wanted Scottie to move to the shooting guard and let Tony play at the three. The three. They over. They they inflated and bloated Tony up because they tried to make him bigger than what he was his first year, and then he kind of right. slid back down. But just to, just to see that dynamic within that relationship, and then here, here comes the basketball god back, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, to reclaim his throne. And it's kind of like, okay, wow. And he's a young player at this time, too. And Tony was sweet. sweet. Another, another thing I want to see. Go Don- left. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want these younger. I want these younger. You don't know which way Tony going. <laughs> James but Harden way. But I, but going I wanna, left. But I want to. I want these young NBA fans, especially here, people here in Chicago, because of the times of lean right now with the Bulls, to see a young Tony Kukoc hoop because he could hoop. Six eleven. He can hoop. Could shoot. It was known as the waiter because he could pass. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, listen, Man, he was t- sick, boy. If he was, if he came into the league now with how he would have grown up playing, yeah, he'd be a stud fine. He'd been freaky, freaky, freaky. Yeah. Listen, he'd be like Dirk. His shot may not be like Dirk, but his handle would be even better than better Dirk's. Dirk. Oh yeah, like that's the oh, thing. Like his handle, a cross like, between uh, Hito Turkaloog and and uh, Dirk Nowitzki. I don't look because even with Pedo, you're looking he's still at a player that you're thinking Hito. about. Yeah, he's better. Oh, yeah. Oh, but you're still yeah. looking at like a shoot. Like you were looking at like a cross between. I'm going to say uh, Don, Donich, Donich and. That's a great. That's a better that's one, a one, D. Yeah, Donich. That's, you know what? Ooh. And Dirk. I hate to say this. I hate to say this. He wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been shorter. He's a sh- right now. He's a shorter, poor man's Donchich. Now, like you don't even have to mix him with because Donchich okay. is two to three. That's good. He's a shorter. I mean, no, no. He's a taller. Yes. He's a taller Doncic, but Doncic right now is more skilled. But Doncic comes from what Tony Kukoc grew. Made, yeah. Yeah, exactly. like that's the thing. Like that's yeah. like that's what when you like, the skill set. Yeah, the skill set that Tony Kukoc had, man, please. And you also got to think about this. Because Pippen, they thought about trading Pippen a couple of times. Yeah, sure. You don't, get him, you don't get him out for P- Kemp. You don't get him out for, uh, Rod, uh, for uh, Robert Ory. And it's probably a player too I can name. But they never relinquished the team to Tony. So we never even saw if this was mm-hmm. Tony's team. Mm-hmm. So he's an, an, an auxiliary, auxiliary player. It never became his team, even though I think it was the first three-peat of the comeback. Pippen missed like 30 to 40 games, and Tony had to start. And listen, the record wouldn't have been what it was. It may have been the second uh, of the, uh, the the championships in the second three feet, but Tony had to play because Pippen didn't come back to basically like January or February. Tony had to start, and it was just one of those things where Tony Kukoc is under Harold. I mean, yeah. he's, he's he's the props to what he did for the world. They're not given, and the type of play, like how many highlights, like Tony Kukoc highlights, do you really see to be six eleven? Like for instance, this is my last thing. When Ryan, you brought up. And I don't know if it was one of y'all, but brought up Magic Johnson should be in the top college players. 
And now when we see those highlights from Michigan State, we're young. We're, we're younger than that. We're not young. Mm-hmm. But we're not like I see him yoking on somebody back in Michigan State and he's 6'8", 6'9", support guard. I'm like, damn! Because yeah. like, even when you look at the fact that him and Larry Bird's stats, Larry Bird rebounded a little bit better, Magic assisted better. But they were similar players in their gifts. But Magic was a point guard at that size. And, like, that's kind of the thing because clearly Tony Kukoc took his game from Magic Johnson. And like, that, that's where he got it from. And just imagine having that kind of a skill set now in this NBA. When there's no the, there's no position. It's, no posi- it's positionless yeah. basketball. The defense, point, is not what, yeah, the, the defense is not where it used to be. If you plop him in right now, he would – at his younger age, too, when he can kind of flourish because he did have the team – after Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and all them guys left, he was on the. He, he left. Yeah, he he, he got played out one of season with Elton Brand was, like, was like I'm out. Two fingers, I'm gone. I mean, because he was eating, he was oh, he, he was, was living winning the championships. Winning yeah, championships. Yeah, yeah. Like I got to go down to this. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. But if you could see Mike, if you could see a uh, Tony Kukoc at his young prime self in this NBA right now, dude, he'll probably be a top five player. Easily, he was that. I don't know about that. Top ten at least. Top ten at least. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Top ten. Real quick. Real quick. Listen, listen. You disrespecting these young cats. He not better. He not better than Luca. He, I don't even know if yeah, he would have him in better. That's a hot take in itself, right? Real quick, real quick. Yeah. What do you guys think of the considered NBA playoff scenario where they are going to pick potentially one neutral site? have your 16-team playoff with the series to be determined whether it would be three, five, or seven. Still one game is on the table, but they would also play five or six, seven regular season games to get everybody up to 70. You guys like it? They just trying to make sure they get this this season in and season done with. Um, Listen, based on the projections that I'm seeing right now, with this whole coronavirus and everything going on in the country, a lot of things are going to be locked up to the end of May. Beginning of June, they're not talking about coming back to June now, though. So, right? I mean, so I mean, they only ask they can shoot for about thirty-five games. If they can shoot, so that's a month. And, that's like a month and a half. Hey, they and can I'm shoot getting, so quick, real quick. So, someone from the reports that we read in the, in the NYC Post, they talked about perhaps three-game series. They said that most teams would want to get to seventy games with their local contracts. I believe right. that allows them to use their their national. It, it, it frees them up to show games nationally, basically. So, me personally, it's cool. Even though, since the only problem with it, you're going to really have to test those people in this isolated area. And the only and thing you have to put everybody in isolation. That's a, but you yeah. really you like go to your room. Y'all can't leave except for practice. You can't even it's just neutral test. site. You can't just test them once. Right. You, you have to test you them. Keep going. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. they may. The, the reps and cameramen. That's what I'm. So mm-hmm. in a situation where right now, now this is months later, so it can be different. But in a situation where we don't have enough tests to sit there and use tests just for a sporting event. It's crazy. That could be like, that's where, again, I'm with it, but that's where it kind of gets like, I don't know if y'all want to do that especially with what's going on. So that's that's my only issue. Again, like this is the NBA's money, and I'm not even saying the NBA need to be taking care and doing all this for other people. But when you're really going to have to test. Now, if they say they have a surplus of tests in through two months, all right, whatever. But that's my only hiccup when it comes to it. But, Which, I mean, that's it. And, I, and, I, as, and as I have been saying, it ain't worth it. Call the season. 
It just ain't working. I guess they seem desperate to get a championship. In that New York it Post ain't article, it. a league source said they'll do anything to crown a champion this year. Man, it ain't worth it. 